In today's society, we're told that we need to accept others for who they are. But with that acceptance sometimes comes a lack of standards. I said it in a recent podcast episode, the minimum standard becomes the new standard. It can be unhealthy and even dangerous to cling to the level of acceptance that we're provided by the people we choose to be around. Like it or not, we're all products of our environment, good or bad. We all have a choice as to who we allow into our lives and how we allow their influence to affect us. In today's episode, I'm going to focus on our mental health, specifically how our mental health is affected by those who we allow in our lives and in our proximity. I'll talk about the different ways people affect us and possibly even stifle our potential, and I'll give you some strategies that you can implement in order to qualify your sphere of influence. Are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, Topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. Back in 2005 to 2008, I was a realtor. I did this on the side after I'd gotten hired in the fire service, and I'd helped people buy and sell homes, and I was pretty decent at it too. I was still pretty young and didn't really have much business sense, but I knew how to treat people and I knew how to be people's advocates. As I took classes on business and legal issues uh, within the real estate community, I learned a phrase called qualifying your sphere of influence. And what this meant was that as you amassed a collection of leads and potential clients, you would create a system for going through every month or even every week and identifying those clients that would yield you the greatest return on investment. So, as I would go through my client list based on a specific system, I would decide whether I should continue to put effort into marketing to them or not. This didn't mean that I'd cut all ties with them. I just wouldn't be as active in marketing to them because my time and effort would be better spent elsewhere. I've mentioned the term qualifying your sphere before in a previous episode, but I haven't gone into much detail. I initially learned about it from a marketing standpoint in that I was doing what I needed to do in order to be lucrative in the real estate world. But as I got older and my focus shifted to advancing my career in the fire service, I learned to change my perspective a bit in regards to who was having an influence on me. I'd ask myself, 
Who supports my vision and my goals? Who is holding me back? Then I made a conscious decision to make the proper adjustments to make those people a bigger or smaller part of my life, depending on what their influence was. I'd qualify my sphere of influence. Once I took inventory of these people, I realized that I had too many people in my life that simply accepted who I was without really holding me to any kind of a standard. I didn't have the right people in my life. I didn't have people in my life who supported my vision and held me to a higher standard. I was holding myself to a standard, but I wanted to level up. I wanted to, to go further, to do more. I needed people in my life who made me want to be a better person. Now keep in mind, these people weren't necessarily bad people. They just weren't people that I needed in my life that would or could help me get to where I wanted to go. I started to read a lot of books on personal development, and I learned how to change my state of mind. I went to a couple of events that showed me how to remove the limits that we put on ourselves and the limits that we allow others to put on us. And I got real amped up when I was at these conferences and these events. But when I got home, some of that enthusiasm started to fade out over time. And I realized that my environment has less to do with my location and more to do with the people that I surround myself with. Now, I'd mentioned earlier that we're the products of our environments, and I'd like to go a little bit further into that right now. I have only one sibling, an older brother. He's about a year and a half older than I am. We grew up under the same roof with the same conditions, and those conditions weren't the greatest. My parents divorced when I was four because my father was an abusive alcoholic, and in my mom's effort to protect her and her children, she made the decision to raise us on her own, and I respect the hell out of her for that. My dad went through some trials early on in his life, and as a result, he came away with addictions to drugs and alcohol to satiate his desire for something more, as well as to numb the pain that he felt from those trials. My father retained some parental rights in that he was like the weekend dad, and my mother always gave him credit for paying his child support, so at least he was being responsible in helping us survive. However, due to our situation, my mom's lack of a well-earning career, we always dangled just above poverty level. Growing up, witnessing what I did and being subject to some of the abuse and neglect that went on, I made a decision early on that I'd never allow drugs and alcohol to be a part of my life and destroy my family. As I got older and started to try to be a part of social circles, I was presented with situations that challenged my moral code. Fortunately, I held strong and I didn't give in to negative peer pressure. I can look back with those years with, with pride in my heart, knowing that I stood true to who I wanted to be. But I can't say the same for my brother. He chose a path that was similar to my father. Two boys near the same age, growing up in the same environment, chose two completely different paths. Don't for one second think that you're limited by your physical environment. The only thing that you're ultimately limited by is your way of thinking. Something that has the largest imprint on your way of thinking is the people in your proximity. And fortunately, this is something we have control over. The best way to take control over your environment is to take inventory. I'm going to go over three ways that you can look at your surroundings, take inventory of what's going on, and make some changes needed so that you can level up and get to where you want to be. Number one, understand that proximity 
is power. Your personal relationships should be evaluated at all times. Take inventory from time to time. The people in our lives may love us, but do they truly believe in us? When I told my mom that I was thinking about being a firefighter, she immediately met me with the statement or the question, so you want to pull burned babies out of their cribs? And I was like, whoa, like slow your roll. She gets points for telling me the saddest story ever, but she gets zero points for tact and motivation. I'm not sure what her motivations were by asking me that question, but it sure wasn't to support me in my dream. Maybe these types of people need to be distanced in regards to their proximity. Maybe they need to be removed from your life altogether. This is something that you'll have to determine on a personal level. Now, I didn't eliminate my mother from my life completely, but I definitely did take a step back because she didn't understand what my dream was. She didn't understand how to help me get there. And she surely wasn't going to be supportive in that role. Maybe she didn't know how. I'm not sure. But it wasn't my job to help her find out how she could do that. Number two, do the people you hang around, do the people that you're surrounded by, do they talk about the past or do they talk about the future? You know the types of people that I'm talking about. The people that always talk about like, oh, do you remember this or back in the day or this and that? And they're always talking about things that happened in the past and they don't focus on the future. I know of a fire chief of an organization who cannot go five minutes without talking about how things were back in 1985 and the guys who were on the department and how great the glory days were. It's a continual focus for this person. It's my understanding that it's the responsibility of a fire chief or the leader of any organization to focus on the future and create a clear pathway to that future, not stifle the organization by continuing to focus on the glory days and focusing on the past. The more we talk about something, the more we reinforce it and its importance in our lives. So do you want to hang around people who are continually talking about the past and how bad things were or how bad things are or this and that? Or do you want to hang around people who are looking to the future, looking to make improvements, looking to do better, constantly improving themselves and thereby their organizations? Number three, we become consistent and congruent with the expectations of our peer groups. It's up to us to decide what kind of person that we want to be. Then we can find a group of people or even an individual who represent those desired characteristics. Think of the people in your lives and the feelings that they manifest in you. When they call you and you see that it's them on the phone, do you look at your phone and think, ugh, what does this guy want? Or do you think, oh, I love talking to this guy and you're tripping over yourself to answer the phone. You want your peer group to be comprised of people who instigate drive and motivation in you. Those are the people who will drive you to be better. We're going to get our standards from the people that we spend time with. That's just a fact. I tell my kids all the time, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Think about the people you may have hung around as a kid or as a teenager yourself. Did you find yourself getting into trouble while being around those people? Were you doing what they were doing just because you wanted to impress them out of some false sense of belonging? Were those people worth it? We go through times where we don't understand the difference between fitting in and belonging. And as you've gotten older, I hope that you come to the realization 
that there's a huge difference. One environment is uncomfortable and you know you aren't being your true self. And the other environment, it could be equally uncomfortable, but for a whole different reason, because you're being required to level up and be better than you were yesterday. Do you want to be the kind of weak person who's continually trying to fit in? Or do you want to be the type of person who's strong in their convictions and has cultivated an environment where they belong? After you've taken inventory of your own life and who you're allowing in, you should think about how you're showing up in other people's lives. Are you the supportive friend that contributes to the success of others? Are you the one people like working with? Or are you the one who's complaining and being negative about everything? Are you making moves to improve your environment? Or are you the one living in the past and stifling forward progress? I'm going to share a scripture with you guys because I feel like it, it relates to this in a big way. Proverbs 27:17 says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Qualify your sphere, guys. Take inventory of who you're hanging around. Take inventory of who you're allowing to have influence on you. Take that inventory, make the adjustments, get out there and level up and be the firefighter that you would want on your crew. Thank you guys for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. Please subscribe and share. As we delve deeper into these topics, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Please connect with me and the Ignited community by joining the Ignited Firefighter Podcast community Facebook group. And if you're an avid reader like me, join the Ignited Readers Book Club, where we read books on leadership, self-development, and team building, along with some other works of fiction thrown in there. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be Ignited.